Is there a master's degree in library studies? Yep, yep did not know that. Well, now we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, hello and welcome back to the Tidbit Podcast. Tidbit Cast? Tidbit Podcast. Cast. Tidbit Cast. Uh, continuing on to our third part of this, which is... Oh, fuck me. Look, we're all going around our topics. And Who are you? I am Aaron. On my right is... Gary. And on my left is... David. There we go. They've already gone through their two topics, so we're going to move along into mine, I think. Yeah, we are. Uh, it'll be a short and sweet one, unless... It actually won't be a short and sweet one because I told Gary what it was on, on the bus and he was like, don't get me started. Oh yay, Gary has to talk for another two hours. Oh, I see. Just don't get started. It's okay. Everything will be okay. In Go the ahead. end. Just straight it. into it. Straight into it, right. Go ahead. Okay. So the idea is... <laughs> um, no, okay. Right, so get this. Right? So you wouldn't believe what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a thing when it comes to... Right, okay. Gaming is now seen as a... Relatively new method of storytelling, yes? Yep, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's being used for... when it's used... It's used solely as storytelling and done very well. It's always highly... Fucking critically acclaimed. That's fucking amazing. Great. Fantastic. But then it comes to... Do they split it into... Is, is it even match, evenly matched between this incredible story and also solid gameplay? But then it becomes a whole thing of... What do you... Like, that's a genuine question I wanted to ask you, which what do you prefer? Because I know when I go into anything, if I start off any kind of game or even any kind of media, it's always character that I get enveloped in. Very rarely plot. If the plot is good, I'll be sucked right in. Like, we think we talked to Prisoners last week. Yeah. Prisoners, absolutely fucking amazing. So are we sticking just with games with this? We are sticking yeah. just with games. But just as, a, as an example, yeah. sticking solely with games, what is it that you look for? Because as I've said, I will spend, like, last few nights I spent just playing... Bonnie of Isaac while playing music. That's all, like, hours upon hours of Bonnie of Isaac Rebirth. And it's great, because it's mindless. You don't think about it. It's fantastic. You're still having a fucking great time. Bonnie of Isaac is serious. But then, I could sit there and I could have... Like, it's as much of an enjoyable experience if I go back now and I finish God of War. If I go back and do that now, because that is so story-heavy, but it's also gameplay-heavy. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's, that's why that is highly well received, because it, it, it encompasses everything. Whether it be character, plot, pacing, gameplay, all of it is there. But what is it that you need your game to have for you to get invested in it? I think it depends on the game. I, I know that says it's a very general like, and really boring answer to give. That, like, For example, there are some games that I play that are like RPGs, where, yes. again, I will play those for gameplay or story at times, but it's also the idea of progression that I know that after time I'm going to feel really cool because I'm going to go back to the places where I was and I'll know that I'm now the most powerful person <laughs> because I'll just go back to the same place I was at the beginning and suddenly I'm able to kill these people in one shot. Like, I'm able to one shot all these people that at first they were bosses and now they're just regular enemies. So you just want to be a cocky prick in the game. But that's like that's gameplay. I do everything yeah. so far. I'll be a god. Go on. But then also just because of... Uh, just because I really like studying game design, I like the idea of having different mechanics of games, which is why I usually play a lot of indie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of indie games are smaller games, they have nice ideas, and so the ideas is what I like going for. So I like different mechanics of stuff. Like, for example, the game I'm playing now is The Sexy Brutal. An idea of The Sexy Brutal is that it's basically a mansion party, but imagine it like a kind of um, Machiavellian. Imagine basically like a mask party. So it's eyes wide shut. 
There. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine those masks, mm. right? Everybody has a mask in this. And they're all fucking in the mansion. But you... Eyes are shut. No, but what happens is that all of the servants in the mansion are, like, killing the guests. Okay. So what happens is that the guests are the people you're saving. And when you die, you don't know who kills you, by the way. You just literally, you just... You get this kind of cutscene of this being who comes to you and just gives you something, a watch. And this watch allows you to rewind time. So Same this is right. basically... Groundhog. This is basically like a murder mystery game, Groundhog Day style. So you repeat the so day. It's that film, Happy Death Day. Happy or Death Day. Also yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. There was a film that came out like this year. That was quite recent, it's, actually. Yeah. Yeah. This girl, she's a college student. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, like it's like that. That that's actually like very close to what it is. All these people are faces. You don't know who the killers actually are. You just know that they're the servants of the place. And you don't know who's kind of orchestrating this entire thing, but you know that you save guests one at a time, and everything happens at the same time every day. Mm. Every time you go back, everything happens at the exact same time. So when you go through the rooms, you have to make sure not to be seen. So you have to know that next time your map will update and just be like, well, last time at this time, this is where this person was. So it will show on the map where the person is when they are there. So like you'll say, oh, at 1.15, they were at this room when they shot this person or when they found or when you saw them but if you don't follow people you won't know that so you have to like track the entire mansion use the groundhog day mechanic you, the and go, the you go through the entire way and get you can update the map or you can straight up just like try and figure out how to solve the mystery mm -hmm. and there are puzzles to try and figure it out like when i tried to figure it out like the first puzzle was there was somebody getting shot and then i went into a cupboard and i found an empty shell and the gun, I couldn't take it off of the the mantelpiece. It was bolted onto it. Mm -hmm. But the murderer took off that gun and then shot the other guy and it was already loaded. So I just put in the empty shell. And then when he went to try and shoot the person, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Now the cutscene is different. The cutscene went from him shooting him and me going back into like Groundhog Day and rewinding time trying to figure out the next one into, oh, and then he tries to load it again and the guy gets a candlestick and throws it at him and the servant gets knocked out. Yeah. And so now it changes. So you go through it and you see the cutscene of that person dying and then you try and change the events of what's happened. And then you continue doing that until whatever. I have not finished the game. I've only done like a few of the puzzles, but that's interesting. And I that's what I like in games. I like interesting gameplay mechanics. Give them that. Okay, okay. David? Um, I'm pretty simple. I just like... Fortnite. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to be entertained by a game. That's so, a okay, yeah. So it's just gameplay, really. I wouldn't really go to a game for story as much. Really? I wouldn't play those deep story games, you know? I, if I have time, I'd buy one. And That's the thing about it. Yeah. It becomes a time investment yeah. on the story. But yeah. I just play something that entertains me. Something like Tron for half an hour or an hour. Just have fun, like like Crash Bandicoot, Ratchet and Clank. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Those sort of things, you know? Okay. Fair enough. Mm. I think what I go for more is... As I said, it's always down to character. Yeah. Always into character levels, and you can play it. You can play it. Some fucking great character. Everything's going really well. Shite plot. Horrific plot, right? If the gameplay mechanics are decent enough, you're still going to be invested in it. Yeah. Because you're caring about the person. You're caring about this character rather than the, the world they're a part of. Like, it's. As you said, there's so many different ways to look at it. But it's always something that kind of stumps me, which is. I'd be, I could be sitting there at night, I'd be like. Right, I'm gonna finish off fucking whatever it is that I was playing. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, I was meant to finish last week. Mm. 
and I got to the end. Like I've, I've played it all to completion, apart from the very last mission. I found out it was only the last mission I hadn't done. Everything else in it is 100%. And there's like 35 hours in it. It's grand. It's like, well, I go back in now and I finish that one story mission before I get involved in this. No, I went five hours with Binding of Isaac. Five hours? I went five hours. I thought I was on it for about two hours. I got completely lost in it. I was like, I only went to bed and I realized that there were like the blinds were slightly open and the light was coming in. It's like, fuck, <laughs> I've not this way too long. And I was, it was way too long. But fuck me, that's such a good game. Body of Isaac is incredible. You can play games for a different reason. Like sometimes I will feel like playing a certain game. Like for example, Wolfenstein. I'm playing that game not because of the gameplay, which is okay. Like the shooting is actually the worst part it of it. It is actually, game. absolutely. The, shoot, the combat in Wolfenstein, which is a first person shooting game, yeah. is actually the worst part of it. The shooting ain't great. But the best part of the game, obviously, is the writing. They do character writing really well. The relationships between all the characters make sense and they're believable. And they put that into the gameplay. One example being that through whatever events happens in Wolfenstein 2, your character has half the health of what you have for like the first third of the game because of a certain thing that happens at during the first game there's a certain event or whatever that suddenly he is now half of his health and then during the second game he actually gets an operation and now suddenly your character has full health so because of the story the game has changed now you have more health now you can do more you know guerrilla tactics or you can run in and rampage on people with more of a freedom to do it because your character is now more free to do it. your character is more health so and because changes. that the story has changed yeah it changed now, how you play the and game. the game has changed that is that's when like story and like gameplay is different for me where i will play because the story i want to play like wolfenstein but then there are games i will play because the story because i find it interesting or even how they tell the story differently like for example a game which i got because the steam summer sales was one i thought i want to get for a while it's called forgotten Anne. Forgotten Anne is a game that's taken in it's very anime, very Studio Ghibli style. When I say that, I actually mean it. <laughs> Not just like saying anime, right? <laughs> but I mean that the character Spirit designs look really nice, all the little characters and creatures that are there. And it's a 2D game and it's all puzzle and story based. And I'm just imagine those design choices and imagine playing that kind of game, but it's only about story. That's that it's really it's really I'd actually like to show you a trailer of this game it looks yeah. really nice well then can I ask when you're <clears throat> when you're playing something that's not like um, not something like Fortnite okay where it's, where it's yeah. all now I, I mean is it I play Fortnite I actually, I actually have a bit of fun I have more fun with that than the other PUBG it because, because it's just fun there's nothing else to it uh, it's yeah. fun I've only played it but, uh, once on the Switch to play it again but every time I think I'm just like no oh, it's Fortnite you've also played it here yeah that went really well um, <laughs> yeah um, in but no, well, top 70 <laughs> Well done. I did, was that something that was I like the were fifteen? Top like seven. Yeah. No, he's in the top seven. You're hiding, you hiding in the bath for like twenty minutes. Based on his yeah. <laughs> build, Aaron build. I ran out. I died. Um, yep. That was what I want to ask then. Was never bring attention you, to yourself. Say you have a game. Okay, where, where it's not. Ah, uh, so we talked about something on the bus. We talked about a. We talked about a, a certain series of games, and it kind of between the first and second game, it goes from being. You can imprint yourself onto this character. Dead space. There we go. Thank you. All right. Could Dead space. No, oh, no, I want to show you remember it. Oh no, just hit these words. Of course, yeah. Okay. I see these words. We're by dead space. Silent protagonist. All that sort of stuff. Okay. See his face. The start and nope. the end. Nope. Dead 
definitely see his face at the end when the cold comes out. Yeah. Of the statue. No, at the start you don't see his also face. Also the back of his head because yeah, the zoom is not fucking on. Yeah. No, at the end of the game, I think you only see it that he takes off his mask and you see the side of his head. You see what? I don't think I should the see his full on face. Do you? Aaron, have you played I'm this game? pretty sure you do. Not important, continue. I'm pretty sure you do. Like It's a, it's a fucking pan around where the camera goes like across his face and then you see her in the fucking corner. But that's... Um, I might be, remembering it, blah, 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 might be remembering it completely wrong. But... The idea there whereby the first game, silent protagonist, it's all mm. you imprint everything onto it. The plot that's there is plot that you look for. Yeah. Whereby there's stuff that goes on with your crew, that's it. But there's audio logs, there's text logs, all this sort of stuff that you can discover and figure out more about what's going on in this fucking world. Which is great because the lore in Dead Space 1 is, is fucking amazing. You can ignore that, run right past it, like play it like Doom, where you just mm. throw that shit out the window and you keep going. That's what I did. Is that what you did, yeah? That's what I did. Oh no, I had to figure out everything. But then Dead Space 2 comes along. And you know anything about it? No, I don't. Dead Space 2 will start off with Isaac talking. Okay, that's a change. Gone from being a silent protagonist to where you see his face twice. I mean, at, at most, maybe twice, once. maybe once, maybe nothing. At the very most, twice, never a single line of dialogue. This opens up, and you'll play through the first half hour of that game without a suit. Maybe first 20 minutes There's without a suit. opening monologue. It's... He's batshit crazy. It's like it's all about his mental health, as you okay. said. It's like it goes to the first one being like a silent protagonist, uh, going on this, just experiencing the world and what's going on. Fuck me, this is horrible. Second one is plot, character heavy, and it's the interactions. Like it's constant dialogue going on between this character and the fuck it, like whoever else it is. Do you prefer the way Dead Space One or Two is done? Then do you prefer being able to? Portray- I prefer Dead Space One because I really like the. Ideal. I like survival horror oh, yes. and a very slow thing that's not jump. Dead Space 2 is a very different game because that is just really an action game with jump scares. Because even you feel more powerful in Dead Space 2. There's never one. Bo- in Dead Space 1, I was always looking for ammo. In Dead Space 2, I never had to worry about ammo. Because it was you were way more available. And because you have. You have I believe in the second game as well, they changed it so that your ammo is the same for all of your guns. No. Are you sure? Absolutely. Or do you have different ones? Oh no, that was it. <laughs> line rack. You pick up line rack and like, you pick up like two or like three. What was it? It was something to do with like the ammo or something from the first one to the second game. That I think it's that... What was it? I'm trying to remember it now. It's really annoying me that I can't remember. But something about your pickups in the game. Oh, that was it. In the first one, um, you picked up all of your ammo. And you would only get it once you got the gun. In the second game, you got ammo for a gun, regardless of whether you had it or not. So it meant you're always full, even if you didn't have the gun. So it meant that, oh, well, once I have the gun, like, even if I did not buy this gun yet, I already have full ammo. So it always meant that you could stock up, even on guns you did not use. So you could use a gun that was really powerful for a little bit, and then you could just not use it. And you would just like fill up the ammo, even when you weren't using the gun. You could put back in your, like, your crate and whatever, and just not use it for a while and keep the same four guns you have. And then just go back to it. Like, I never, I never were, updated their weapons I was using in, in Dead Space. I you, never, you never really had a need to in like Dead Space 2 or Dead Space 3 because in the third one, you could just make an incredible third powerful one weapon. Just, that's, 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 that's an action game. Third, third game is literally game. just an action game. The second one is an action game with jump scares and the first one is a straight up survival horror. So they changed them drastically. Yeah, even in the, second, drastically, yes. in the second game, one of the bigger differences in terms of like mobility, apart from just being given like loads of ammo, which is a big change because I meant in the first one, if you didn't have ammo or something, you would have to like hit people. 
Yeah. You would have to like just punt it and you're screwed because people have knife arms and shit. And it's just like, it's so scary to go near anybody in that game. In the second one, I, I believe in the second one you can ask it. Yeah, kinesis. kinesis. You can just go, and something goes, Bruh. No, this is, this is where you can fucking, you can pull a limb off something that's already dead, okay? Yeah. And fuck that limb as a projectile absolutely. I else. did that, that was so fun. So it's like, um, destroy all humans. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing that you could attack people by literally just picking up crates and not throwing it at them. And it meant that you didn't actually need just the weapons. Whereas in the first game, you weren't able to do that. You become more resourceful. But I, I think at the same time, though, I know you're saying you don't need to be resourceful in that game. But if you do a hardcore run of Dead Space 2, that is some of the most intense fucking games you'll have. It's also in Dead Space 2, it's much more mobile. The character's much faster. Um, also being like in the zero G sections. Yeah, zero Z sections. In yeah. zero gravity sections. In the first one, what happened is that you had to jump from wall to wall. In the second game, you fall and just have a jetpack. Is that go from you magnetic to, boots to a fucking jetpack? You go from yeah, magnetic boots to you have to be like on the wall. Oh, I have to go to that place. Okay, is there a clear shot? There's nothing in my way. Obstructions. Okay, jump. And then you get to there and then your feet land on it. It's like, okay, I made it. I did it. I'm okay. Right, the second one. Blast off. In the second one, you're just like, psh, 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 you have jetpacks. So you're basically Iron Man yeah. when you're in zero G. That's what I'm saying. It was Anthem before Anthem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I fucking love that. I think Dead Space so, 2 has... That was like yeah. a difference between... Those are very three different games that took it in different directions where the first game made it more about the survival horror aspect of it and a very bad situation and the gameplay changes from the first, second and third. If anybody ever feels like playing those games, you will see a different trilogy. It is just, like, it's like watching Evil Dead 1, 2 and 3. Um, Army Ooh. of Darkness. And you will get a different experience with each of those films, mm-hmm. even by the same director and cast. Of course... Like I, I, I love that though. I love the idea that Dead Space One being more atmospheric and all that sort of like hardcore survival horror. Mm-hmm. Dead Space Two, it's the plot is in your face. There's more you can figure out, but because it's constant interactions between people and even like what Isaac is thinking himself, it's fucking great. Did it keep the games fresh? Were they changed? Oh, uh, I think yeah. I, I think going from Dead Space One to Two was natural progression. I think mm-hmm. like you could have stuck to more of a survival horror thing, but I think the way that it went. It went there naturally. It wasn't like out of nowhere. Here we go, hardcore action sequence, go. It still felt like Dead Space, which mm-hmm. was fine. And then you got to Dead Space 3, which changes, again, it changes the atmosphere again, which is grand. That's, that's no problem, change the atmosphere. But you don't change it like that. It's, there are fucking human enemies you fight in Dead Space 3. It's grand. It's, it's built around a co-op. It's built around okay, co-op. Yeah. You can do it solo without the co-op part. That's fine. But it's built around co-op. They also like kind of, um, you could really like kind of not nerf the game, but you could really cheat the game with that. You got loads of weapons that you unlocked, but you also got a weapon which is you know like in the second game you could you could no you know the way you could customize the nail gun. You know the nail gun, like the plasma cutter. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry it's like yeah, yeah. The plasma cutter yeah. in the first one. <laughs> what? So confused. The, the plasma cutter in the first game was just a little handheld. It was the first weapon you got. Yeah. Is that all you can do? Is that you can do a little blast like a pistol, just like a little. And then you can also change it to that those vertical shots. Mm. So it means that you can Legs, cut and arms. Yeah. so you can cut them at different ways. In the second game, and now that you can kind of customize weapons, so you can make them slightly different. In the third game, it is now just that the best weapon you can probably get is if you just upgrade the plasma cutter. Yeah, really? you, you just straight up because now you can have a thing where oh, you can like upgrade the plasma cutter so that it now shoots things at a more rapid rate of fire. Okay. Basically, becomes an assault rifle. Oh, and also you can attach a shotgun or like explosive oh, attachment to it. Yeah, yeah. So now it's just like so I have an explosive weapon that's now a mach- an assault rifle. Whereas you could just have a separate um, rocket launcher or a separate machine gun. It's like, no, I could just have one weapon that does everything. 
anything. Yeah, it sounds a bit. And then you could also change it where it's that, oh, I have another attachment that does shock, which affects everybody in an area. It's like, so I can change this weapon to be whatever I want. As a, why would I ever have any other weapon? Are you going to hit Dead Space 2 as he Because I know that in Dead Space 3 as well, Dead Space 3, every ammo type is the same. Is as it? far as I know, I believe all of the ammo for all of your guns is the same, and that's also what makes it OP because it means because that... Because like, the ammo is like you're using single shots then. Because then it means that, yeah, yeah, everything is just like single shots and stuff like that. And it means that you do have special ones, but a lot of the ammo, like the assault rifles, and so they could do this, a lot of the assault rifles and pistols use the same ammo. Explosives and rocket launchers are different, but a lot of like the basic guns and stuff like that are very similar. Apart from the special ones like flamethrowers and stuff like that. Okay. But for them, what was the point of having an assault rifle or pistols if you could just make the most powerful weapon? Yeah. And then just get ammo for that instead of the other five that take the same Something ammo Something important type. to say, because David doesn't know. Dead Space. Headshots, body shots, don't matter. It's called Dismemberment. That's what the demo okay. was. The demo was called Dead Space Dismemberment. Yeah. So it's essentially, you make them immobile. So you take out a leg, they fall, like they fall to the ground, you take out then like one of the fucking arm things that comes out of them, mm -hmm. and that can be them done then. That's it. Or they'll crawl on the ground towards you. It's, yeah, it's, it's, called it's, it's more about precision and actually placing your shots instead of... Fucking headshot, go, body shot, go. That's that's what made it really scary, that the idea that you can't just shoot them in the head like Resident Evil or like a zombie game, mm. is that, no, you have to take out the weapons that will attack you. It's like, you have to take out the weapons or the ways that they attack you rather than killing the monster. And then you can blow that thing off, you can blow that arm off them. You can then pick that arm back up and throw it right at them, and with one shot you kill the fucking... So when, when enemies come out, the first thought you have to have is, where are its weapons and how can I shoot it? Yeah. So when enemies come at you, like, out of nowhere, it is ultimately more panic because if you just shoot them in the body which is you know the easiest place to hit in any game it's not going to do anything the fact that suddenly if you hit them in the body it fucking opens well, up well it can but it's much harder to kill them by shooting in the body it takes a lot more shots we should it's always go for legs then oh but that's oh, the thing I do, yeah. Yeah. I always have but, then, but then just imagine that if you're like really panicked and just like a lot of them hmm. Is that you just think you're like, shoot them all? Yeah. Uh, you get panic because it's a survival horror game. You also have something called stasis. Stasis is like slow motion. You can put slow yeah. motion onto anything. Just simple as some comes, two things so running at you. My powers, yeah. except projectile wise. So you, you get that into like yeah. halfway through the game. Yeah. Two necromorphs come running at you. You focus stasis at one of them. They stop moving almost and slowly start building up speed again. While the other one runs right the fuck at you. Deal with that and turn around. But it doesn't last too long. So it's always like a sense of tension. Yeah, I, okay, Dead Space 2 is, is like a much okay. more intense, faster-paced game. Yeah, I do feel like we slightly drifted from the point of like... We absolutely play. have. Yeah, game, gameplay and story is what the thing we're absolutely, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was just using it as, as an example whereby if you were to compare the likes of Dead Space 1 to Dead Space 2, there is Dead Space 1, it is all, you could find the plot if you wanted, it is mostly about gameplay. Dead Space 2, here it is, character-driven narrative where it's invested yeah. in the mindset of someone else and it is, plot is in your face, gameplay is still there. That, that sort of thing, okay, whereby I prefer the second one again because it's character yeah. development for me. But that was essentially... Yeah. But if we're going to move to the ultimate example of something that is about gameplay over story, yes. we can't talk about this without talking about the obvious example of Dark Souls, which is a game yes. that's entirely about that you can come in and just attack everybody. Mm. And as the game, you can just go through and do kind of whatever you want and whatever slaughter order you want. Everything. You can slaughter everything um, because of gameplay, and there's a lot of people who play it that way. Uh, but then there's also the thing of the very, very deep, intricate lore, which is uh, there until like the internet became a really big thing. For like, like even ten years after, 
there were still theories about the first, yeah, like, about Dark Souls. You can read, like, fucking shit on that first game. I, I remember way, knowing nothing more than my, like... <laughs> there was somebody who was talking about how for like months after a game came out, after Dark Souls came out, there was a door that if you looked at it a certain way, it looked like there was stuff behind it. And there would always be like a space for that. If you went to the other side, like on the other side of the map, you would see that there was like almost room for, basically a room inside of there. So you could actually like look through it and see like there was like a room in there. And then people thought for like years afterwards that there's a way to open it, we just don't know what it is. Or there's an item that you can use to do it. Like how in the beginning you got loads of items that you're able to use. Mm -hmm. Or there's one that people were like convinced was, this is the item and in a certain way you can use this. Like another example is that there's a dude who betrays you during the game. Um, during Dark Souls that if you help him, what he's actually doing is that eventually people are going missing in the shrine. Like the starting hub area yeah. when you get you know out of the prison and you just actually start the game in the open world is that when you're fighting he starts to like people are going missing at the shrine and actually find out that as you're helping him he's taking out his enemies at the shrine that you don't know are his enemies because he has his own agenda this is such an open game yeah. that you don't know this until you talk to one of the people and he says the the witch the person who gives you like the the not the embers, but do you know like the the extra flasks? You know, like that, that thing that uh, the essence. essence. You know the person who's able to like upgrade your essence yeah. flask and upgrade your. Are you one down below on the yeah. yeah. So she dies if you help this guy. Yeah. Like he straight up just kills this person. It's like yeah, you can't do it anymore. No, this gameplay mechanic, which can be incredibly helpful, gives you double the amount of health potions at different that's places. Gone. That's gone simply because you helped this person and he killed them because you did not realize that that was him who was doing it. However, if you walk into the room where you first meet that guy and you accidentally swing the sword the wrong way and he comes at you, you fight, you kill him. That will never be an issue. You, in can, you game. can kill him. You like can, you can just straight up just meet him the first time and that's what I did is that I went back and when I played the game again I went back and just thought I know what you're gonna do I'm gonna kill you and I killed him straight away I did not give a chance and I just killed him it. straight away because I knew what he was going to do but that first game as well that I played that I knew he did that I then looked up is there a way I can find this fuck and then I found out that there was an item you can get during the game that you defeat off one boss or whatever and if you're in a certain shrine or this cathedral place and you use that what it says on it is that it's something like I'm paraphrasing or something, but it just says it allows you to allows you. It is a stone of like transportation or something like mm -hmm. that. What that means is that if you're in a certain like you have to be in this exact area, like in this room, you use it and it transports him to your area. Oh yeah. And transports him and two other fighters, which one of them is a close range fighter and the other one is a magic user, and it's also him who's a close combat like sword fighter, and it's really difficult, but killed him <laughs> so i was so happy and the thing is you only get to use this once yes so it means that you have one chance to kill the guy who's been killing all these yeah. people and betraying them and that is how open this game is you can find the story that you want that is literally that is my experience with this but i'm saying that to you and you have played dark souls and you knew nothing about no, this experience. exactly because nobody knows about this shit unless everybody talks about it mm. unless you look it up on the internet there's no way to find out about this because it's so deep and layered there are like seven bosses in that game where you don't even go near unless you find them yeah. about that room you mentioned can you get in that room easily it is yeah. one of the main rooms you have to go through it to finish the game yeah, no, like to finish the, the game. room earlier, you said that people thought there's stuff inside it. Stuff inside it? Oh, they found out? No, there's literally just people reading into it. Okay. It is to that point that, like, seven years after the game came out, they look at that and it's just like, eventually one of the people who worked on the games go, no, there's nothing in there. And people were just like, oh. <laughs> 
Okay. Th- that's it. It's, a, it's one of those games that even like years after the game has come out, at this point, like it's ruined that you know everything about the game because yeah. the internet yes. and there's no way there are things that are still hidden. Maybe I don't know. It's Dark Souls, but it's to the level that you can still find stuff in it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's stuff in there. Like there's games that are like ten years old. You still find stuff in there. They only found like a Resident Evil Four Easter egg there a couple months ago. First time ever. So that sort of stuff is everywhere. That happened, like, that's really infamous that Batman has that room where in just, like, one room you can, oh like, my God. go destroy it and then finds out that, oh, this is actually the plan of the next Fra- game. Arkham City. Oh, really? I remember yeah. that shit. There's, there's a room that you can, like, it is not, like, really detailed or anything, but yeah. it's basically just a random wall that, you see, because you're able to, like, blow up walls yeah. in that game and yeah. there is a room that you're actually able to blow up a wall but there's no indication to it. So somebody actually just went around either accidentally or they just went down to every wall imaginable and did that because people like doing that for yeah. bugs and shit it's just a hobby for some but they went through and they destroyed this wall and suddenly it's like, like how long after that game came out was that's that? what we're wondering yeah that was it was a it was a fair bit but like it that was years after yeah. the game out was this it in asylum, asylum? Or was it's in asylum this is yeah. this is i think it's like a year or two after the game came out a few years after yeah. but it's basically this is already Arkham the next Arkham game had come out City at this point out, yeah. so they already knew but it was already in the game so yeah. it meant that if if people found out about this game when it came they out in this room they would have known oh because you struck with the room it's just Arkham City here is the map yeah. like, what? it shows you the map and it shows you like blueprints of it mm. but if you actually found that in the game it would have just been seen as like a kind of Oh, this is something that like the Joker or the bad guys yeah, are looking at. Did you do? Did you, did you play Fallout? Did you? No. No. Okay. So, well, it's essentially like you have like a detective mode. You can see like three walls. You can see yeah. walls that are indestructible. You went to this room. Not a single wall is destructible. It's in the warden's room, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, okay. Cool. Never played it. You ever played the Arkham Asylum? No, I just know about this shit. Wow. Shit. Okay. Fucking great game. I've heard. I have them. I have all of the yeah. Arkham games. We haven't played it. Nope. Okay. I got them a few like a month ago. Yeah. These are all these They're games the in the backlog of. Ooh. One is one of my favourite games of all time. Two is just expanded upon people looking yeah. more by Friday first. Origins you don't need to talk about, different company. Yeah. You never played Knight. You never played Knight? No. Knight is that Solid. is good. Yeah. No, see okay, Knight is good, too much emphasis put on the on the fucking um Bowmobile as everyone has, has said. Mm. Uh kind of it doesn't feel like a complete thing. It, 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 it feels somewhat hollow at times as opposed to City and, and Tangent. Yeah. Tangling and going on around. Yeah. yeah. So going back to like the, uh, what we're talking about, and yeah. I've kind of lost my train of thought, actually. Yes. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, but for like gameplay and story, we're trying like... Mm, never mind. Right, do you want to put a definitive answer on then? Yeah. Because for me, I've already said, my thing that I need is character investment, character development. I could find other games, but like with none of that, and I can still find enjoyment in them. But the most I get from anything is you when I'm invested characters. in a character and I follow them through a story. Mm. Okay. Gary. I, I don't think there's a way you can actually put any kind of thing on when you say like gameplay or story like which do you prefer it's very difficult to say that because I will look at a certain story games go like meh like a lot of the telltale oh, yeah. stuff yeah. I'll just be like yeah it was cool at first but then you actually realise that every like chapter actually finishes the exact same yes. so it's just a difference that oh now he has a scar that's nice um, and then later on like other things might happen that's kind of interesting but at the same time it doesn't actually impact what the story turns out like nothing changes okay but then would you, would you rather a deep well, intense story driven experience that will only last a certain amount of time I, but that's the kind of thing where you have choices in that and then this is going into the whole thing of like choices and art forms and yeah, shit like yeah. that of games of like is story important or is gameplay important because it's a game not a, not a film mm. but then this is the whole but I think oh, it does depend on the game because then like I don't want to go too far because I can continue for a while but 
to not go into to not go into the whole art form thing to just talk about gameplay and story there are certain games where because i know the telltale stuff i'll play the games i kind of feel like uh, i know what it's doing yeah so i don't have to play the game and i never really feel like i'm giving input in it but then i'll play another story game that's completely different like um forgotten Anne, or i'll play something like just shapes and beats which is literally just um a shmup is there just a game where all you do is like dodge these you just dodge it's a bullet hell game like things are shooting at you and you just dodge them and then there's also fantastic music because everything is driven by the music that's in the game but i will play that because i just feel like it's just like i want something really nice to look at yeah and that game is very good and really works yeah there's aesthetic then there's even soundtracks there's certain games i'll only play because of soundtracks that i really like like tales of Basiria is a really good example of a game like that where I think it's a cool game. The gameplay is not the, exactly the best. The story is actually quite interesting, and then the soundtrack is good. But what is the one that draws you to games more? The design or the story? Um, I think it's too varied to say that. It's kind of saying what's your favorite film. Yeah, but if you were to pick one thing that you think would draw you to games, if you were to try to get people to being play able to games, play them. Yes, if you were to try to get people to play games. Trying to get people to play games, that's yeah. a different argument. What would you use to get them? We'd say, oh, if, if ever I had to say, if I ever had to say to anybody, like, a way to get into games is that you will have the most immersive experience you'll ever have from any other art form if you play a game. Because story there wise. are so many different. <laughs> I would say to them, just like gameplay, the story, or whatever, I would say to them that, hey, if you want to have any experience you want, but you get to control it. Yeah. You get to have that in the game. Okay, let's say you're on a podcast and you're asked a question to decide which you pick. Which would it be? For which? <laughs> um, gameplay, story, what draws you to games most? Both. It's, I'm not going to choose We're one or the other. An answer. We're not going to answer this. We're not going to answer this. Yeah. This is like saying, um, what, what do you... Um, mm? Well, it's true, okay, but uh, you, it's, you can say it from the from perspective of, like, it's different, It's difficult to, like, pick something there. But I'm looking at it from a perspective of, would I rather walk away from a game I've playing about maybe six, seven hours of deep, intense story and have that sort of, like, ingrained in my memory, or I'd rather put about 30, 40 hours into a game that has solid gameplay. I walk away remembering the gameplay, but no no, attach, no attachment to it. But then even if I'm going for, like, a similar experience, yeah, I'm not because I could even go to, like, two different, like, RPGs, right? I could go to something like... I go to something like Chrono Trigger. Mm. No, I have this. Here's a good example. I would go to Dragon Quest. Which one? All right, let's just say Dragon Quest, which has like fun gameplay, and then I go to Final Fantasy, which is mainly kind of gone into story. Yeah. So Dragon Quest is usually about story. Sorry, usually about gameplay, and then Final Fantasy goes into gameplay. Into story. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, I got a little confused there. Um, but there's like two different like kinds of games. There, definitely. There we go. Yeah. Here's a perfect example. Final Fantasy thirteen one. Okay. Final Fantasy thirteen three. Okay. Yeah. Bang on. Fair play. The third game I will play. Line of Returns. Yep. The, the gameplay in that is like cool. I really like the gameplay in that game. In Line of Returns. The story is shit. Oh, it's horrible. The story is shit. I like playing that game. It felt fun to play. It's because f- it is so responsive and quick, and it feels like that is the utmost of what they tried to do with the first game in terms of gameplay. The story in the first one feels like what they tried to do with the story. It sounds like you're going with gameplay then. So if I had to go with no, but that's the thing. That's what I'm here for you. If I wanted story, I'll play Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen One, which of course people have issues with because it's more linear. And in the third one, I would go with that if I wanted to play a fun experience. Mm. If I just wanted like just 
I just want to like destroy people in a really fun way, I would play that. Hey, if I just wanted to have a really good, or not really good story, but if I just wanted like to play a game for a story, I'll play Final Fantasy 13. Because those are different examples of what you're talking about, of it's literally just what I feel like doing. It is not just a thing of, it's not just a thing, I can't choose between one or the other. It's just so different. And it's so varied. Yeah, but if you had to do it, no, I don't I'm not going to do it. No, I know what you mean. Of course not. Of course. Yeah. Do you I was, I the was looking for your opinion, not a definitive answer on what is not a factual opinion. answer. No, I was not. So, future choose between gameplay and story, which is better. As I said to you already, character. I go for whatever holds the most character. Yeah. If I get invested in a character and that will hold me for like countless hours of gameplay with fuck all plot to it, yeah. that's perfectly okay. However, if I can take that character on a seven, eight hour journey and come away from it being completely satisfied from it, I might choose that over it. I might absolutely choose that because of it's, the investment is fucking, it's very fucking different. But you know, that's uh, my answer. I think I'm too varied with the games I play with. Of course, of course, yes. Apart from just first person shooters, though, it's not really my thing. That's not really, no, no. I grew up on it, but you know. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. why I'm going with gameplay. I just want to be entertained. Yeah, fair enough. A bit of escape, you know? Yeah. yeah. So to conclude, my gameplay, yep. Aaron is character development and Gary is also game there is too much <laughs> you frick <laughs> there is just too much out there to even consider that yeah gameplay grant that's <laughs> pretty good alright thank you very much for listening to this Aaron you're going to do the closing I'm going to do, I'm going to do closing oh, thank you for listening this week to the tidbit cast uh, you can contact us or ask any questions or who are we what the tidbit cast I'm going to no we're going to end that with we end it with that don't we yeah, I know I'm Aaron. A-A-R-O-N. Oh, look, come here, right. I've been Aaron on my left has been... David. On my right. Gary. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. It's a fucking struggle. Um, anyway, yeah, that wraps us up for this week. And you can contact us on the... What is what's the email address? You can give me these addresses. Talk to Tidbit. Talk to Tidbit. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. If you listened to the last few episodes, you would have heard it, Aaron. If you listened to the last few episodes, you, you would have heard it, Aaron. You, 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 <laughs> you know, bang on. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm a little bitch boy. I'm, I'm a, a little, little bitch, bitch boy. boy. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week. I fucking hate outros.